Welcome to Punk Frockers, a community sewing podcast brought to you by Jenny Hassler and Beverly Baptiste. Good morning, Beverly. How are you today? I'm doing so good. I'm so happy it's Saturday. How about you? I do love a Saturday. That's definitely true. Um, so I'm very excited. I've got a lot of big plans for sewing this weekend. Me too. Um, how about you? Yeah, I mean, it's going to be good because we're recording a little bit off schedule right now. So we're not necessarily getting as much actual sewing time in yeah. in between episodes. Yeah. So it's more plan based. <laughs> yeah, I've got, um, so in the week I'm pretty busy, but I can usually have time to cut something out. And this week I was able to cut out three things. Um, so I have my second Helen's closet Reynolds dress. Um, and I'm, I talked about last week on the adjustments that I made on that. And, um, it's in this kind of blue gray linen. I think they call it agave, which is kind of a weird name for it in, um, in the, our website. <laughs> Um, and then I have the made by Ray Trillium dress cut out, um, in Brussels washer linen in black. That's the very one very daring I, for you. What I, a, know, what I, know, I know, I know, I know I'm taking all the risks. Um, but that's actually the only Brussels washer linen that I had in, in sufficient <laughs> amounts. So the thing that I'm a little bit worried about with it, uh-huh. it's not the technique of doing the shearing. I'm excited to try that. I don't know if I'm going to like something close, like close on me like that. So what I recommend you try is first off, don't feel you have to do the shearing. One of the things you could try instead, because it is a little bit loose and I think it hangs a little better. If it's got something Mm -hmm. you might consider taking and making, um, a, like a sewn band with, um, buttons on one side or the other other in the middle or something to go across the back. So it pulls it in just barely Mm -hmm. or putting ties there would be another option Mm -hmm. for that or literally just leaving it off. And if you decide you want it, put it in later Well, because they have you do it before you assemble it, but you could do it after it's assembled. So I'm thinking about that. I'm also wondering you had to rip some out how hard is it to rip it out like if i did it oh it's not it's not hard it just makes you mad that you had to do it well Um, i mean i i think like i might want to try it and then try the dress on and then if i feel like it's it's suffocating me then i can just take it out um the other thing you can do is to take a rectangle of the same fabric or a similar weight fabric and drape fabric Uh and test your gathers as you go across so try different stitch lengths and see what you want. Yeah. Right. So I'm planning on doing that. I have a piece of the, of scrap from that, that, uh, in my size, this pattern creates a lot of scraps, like a lot of long skinny scraps. Okay. That, um, I was like, oh, and mine, is- it does not, I can hold my scraps on the palm of my hand. <laughs> yeah. For me, it's just like, the, and I'm, and maybe it's because of Brussels washer linen. If it was just a tiny bit wider, I could fit both yeah. pieces, you know, and it's just not, It's not wide enough. Well, and the other nice thing is if they're long, skinny scraps, if you've got a linen box like I do, you've got the ability to later maybe piece something together out of linen and Brussels linen, which could be nice. Um, For tearing it out, if you have to pull it out, just it's super obvious as you go to do it, you you can get the elastic out fairly easily. And even if it won't pull from one end to the other, um, snipping the elastic, it's super visible because it's big old thread on the backside of it. So it's actually, it's, it's not hard. You're not really putting, putting yourself at risk of damaging the fabric because that elastic, if you can get the elastic out, the other thread's gone. Right. I oh, mean, that's, that, that's a good point. And so I think I'll try it. If I feel like too tight in, I'll just take it out. Yeah. Um, yeah because is, I do like I, loose stuff. Well, and it is a, I just finished this morning, um, doing it on my, my sunshine one, the one that I'm doing for seams fabric. And it is such a pretty look. It is. It is. I agree. 
I agree. I just hope that I can tolerate the squeeziness of it. Yeah. And I, I've never found it to be a squeezy dress, but it doesn't mean it isn't and yeah. that it wouldn't be for you and that the, you know, the size of the elastic and the rest of it. I'm excited to see you do it. I, I hope that your plan, since you've done it in a solid black linen, is to do some embroidery somewhere on it as just tiny accents. So yeah, that might happen, but it's probably going to happen <laughs> later because <laughs> I have some yeah. other plans. I'm drooling over this new version, this version of the new pattern, So Liberated Nocturne, which I have that PJ set. I have it all printed and everything. And I put a picture in the show notes. It was from an email that was sent to me by So Liberated. And I just, I just love the look of it. And I'm, I'm so excited and I really want to make that. And I think I'm going to make it in Liberty fabric. Oh, how nice. So a couple of questions. I do like it. It looks very you. I would never in a million years wear it, but it mm-hmm. looks super duper you. Yeah. And, um, I know that you made the Mana and broad, um, pajamas. Yeah. And one of the things you liked about getting to make that was the piping, the ability yeah. to use the piping on it. There are a couple of places. Well, one really that big seam across the front yeah. where I can imagine using piping. Are you considering something yeah. like that for this or a future one? Yeah, I've actually been thinking about it and maybe even just flat piping. So the Mm -hmm. fabric that I was thinking of using. Okay, so this is Liberty Tanalon. Jenny and I, this is Jenny's fault. Jenny, (laughs) Jenny texts me crack of dawn one day this, maybe last week and says, hey, Liberty um, Lawn is on sale at fabric.com for half price. So... (laughs) I'm like, okay, I got to try this because I've never tried Liberty Lawn and it's it's obnoxiously expensive. So I thought, oh, I got to get some. So I got four different ones. I got them in three yard pieces because I don't know what I'm doing with them. And um, this one is, it's like, maybe it's supposed to be the Olympics. It's got all different sports on it. But the reason I <laughs> bought it is because it is, Let's see, there's turquoise and orange, and it's just a nice color palette, um, I think. But I think it would make the most adorable PJs. And I thought, well, I could put like some kind of flat piping around the the navy color or the orange. um, I I think that'll be amazing. Yeah. So what did you think of the of the lawn, of the Liberty? So I haven't washed any of it up yet. Yeah, I haven't washed mine either. Um, but for me, it feels like it's going to be an amazing weight. I mm. like that it's a little bit sheer on. So I bought one that's red, um, red patterning on a white background. And it's definitely a little bit on the sheer side as I look through it now. Yeah. pre-washing. Um, I like that lightness and I've got a number of dresses I love, like the Futinia the dragon fruit that would be amazing in this, this much lighter weight. I can actually picture, um, the, uh, crap. Is it Sandeep? Which one's the one with the twirls? Sandeep. Yeah. I could picture the Sandeep out of this with the twirly, twirly, twirliness. And I bought four, five yard pieces, no six yard pieces because I wanted maximum flexibility and I'm looking oh, forward to Oh, that one's a beautiful one. How they come out. So this one that I'm showing right now is sort of a, a, a purple-hued blue with a bird and flowers all in sort of peachy, reddy blue colors and some green leaves. And it's a larger print than I associate with Liberty. Most yeah. often when I see people make things in Liberty fabrics, it seems to me like it's a ditzy floral. It's yeah, a exactly. much smaller floral pattern. And I didn't buy any ditzy floral because that's not me right now. I, when I was uh, pregnant with my older daughter, everything I made for maternity clothes was a ditzy floral Mm. cotton, quilting cotton. And I loved them at that time, but now I like bigger prints generally, or more obscure prints, I guess is what I'd say. Well, I did buy one of the Ditsy florals, which is, um, it's a little bit different than I usually associate with them because it has a black background Um, and it has little, you know, they're little tiny flowers. It kind of has a gold color um, stems for the flowers and then like um, little baby white and 
blue and like lilac color flowers on yeah. there. So this is to me very traditional. And I thought, well, I'll make something that everybody will see it and know, hey, that's Liberty. Because I'll tell so them. I also got some large abstract leaf oh. patterns on a on a dark background. These are blue and green leaves that are abstract shapes. There's shapes of leaves, but a little bit abstract looking. Um, I got that, which I love, even though blues are not always my colors, but it's on a black background as you just had. And I, mm. I think that could be a lot of fun. Um, I also picked up a white that to me looks like just a, a traditional quilting pattern. Um, white background, red floral quilting pattern. Yeah. So yeah, you can see the I don't know what geometry of it. That. Yeah. Yeah. That I haven't figured out yet. And then I got this one, which they sent me a little bit less of because they were out. <laughs> but this is amazing. These are squares with fishies and dogs, dogs on them and ocean. And they're, it's like a weird green color. It's nothing. You would never look at this and go, yeah, that's definitely a Liberty print. No, this you is, think it's almost camo. It's like a fancy camo. It's so weird, but I, I love it. And my original thought had been that I'd probably make um, a top out of it or something like that, but I'm, I'm not sure. And they, sh they shorted me cause I got the end of the bolt. So okay. there was a plus and a minus to it. I got a refund cause it wasn't as much as they had planned. Um, but it also means I don't have quite as much flexibility, but it, um, I, I think I'm either going to do, um, a, like a, a basic top out mm. of it with some sort of a puss, puff sleeve. So like, I could imagine this as a sagebrush mm. with a little across the front or something, um, or doing the Ruby by, um, made by Ray as a shirt with piping or something similar. So that's sort of what I, what I got. I got some, um, canvases as well at the same time, since I was ordering, uh, to make more Gilmore circle skirts by cashmere out of. So this has been stash and hall conversation. <laughs> <laughs> well, what have you been selling? So I would like to say that I've been sewing. I think that would be really appropriate for this podcast, but I haven't gotten a lot of sewing done. So I'm making progress on my Trillium by, uh, made by Ray. This is the one where Seams Fabric provided me the fabric as a gift um, to make something to showcase that pattern, the pattern of the month this month. Uh, for their anniversary. And I have this morning prior to our recording, I posted a live video of me doing the shearing on the back of that dress um, to again, just sort of walk people through it because it's, it's simpler than I thought it would be on my top loaded bobbin machine. And I, I wanted to, I wanted to point that out again, because that's definitely what's kept me hesitant for 60 dresses. Um, to, to not do the shearing. And so I will say, I don't think it's going to be my, my most go-to method, mm -hmm. but I think I will be using it in the future on other things as well. Like, well, for this one, I'm, I'm taking a sleeve from a different blouse mm -hmm. to put onto my trillium. And I think I'm going to do a narrow hem at the end of the sleeve and then do some shearing above it to, to draw it yeah. in. So it's a more puff sleeve. So yeah, that's cool. um, things like that. I think that being able to do that at the wrist of long sleeved things would be really neat. Um, and so I, I have some other plans for the shearing. So I'm making progress. The other thing I did this past week was I actually finally got pictures of my Chris Wood Sews Daydream dress, which was released a while back, like about a month ago. And we can talk about that one later too. It's it's exciting to finally have the pictures. And that's when I am I'm making another one of. I've adjusted the measurements inside the pattern using a calculator so I don't screw it up. And uh do plan to make um another version of this. I really like it. Um and I got a lot of compliments when I wore it, particularly for the giant bows it has on its sleeves, which is, is wild to me. There were so many people who were like, oh my God, those bows. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah, um, I have cut out <clears throat> my Ashton top. I'm adding a ruffle. Um, or a we'll, we'll see. I, I have so much plans for this, but we'll, we'll see how it turns out. I am not I'm not always a top person. I'm not always a sleeveless style or a short sleeve grown on sleeve style. You know what I mean? I'm usually a puff sleeve and I don't mm -hmm. see a way that I'm doing that. So we're going to see. I'm excited to find out. Um, I have had cut out for a while the Hold Iris on just a Zero second. Waist dress. About, okay. the, uh, about the Ashton top. 
just so yes. people know, I know you probably don't have it, but um, Helen's closet also put out an expansion pack for sleeves for that. So there are, you didn't know about that? <laughs> no, I should go buy that. <laughs> yeah, because you can print those out on and tape those up, no problem. Um, but there's several different ones in there. There's like a little petal one, you know, and there's um, there's a long sleeve. There's petal a petal sleeve, sleeve is perfect for what I'm making. I will have to go buy that. Thank you yeah. for sharing that really critical information. <laughs> but yeah, I just, the petal would be super. Mm-hmm. Um, because I'm, I'm making this out of a Julia cost, um, one of her oil paintings of flowers that she puts on to poplins and things like that. I, mm. I ordered yardage of that. And so I'm doing it with that because I thought if there was anything that would make me keep the top and enjoy the top, it would be being out of that sumptuous fabric. Even if I end up in six months being like, what the hell do I have tops for? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'd be likely to keep it because I love the fabric so much. And I'd be like, well, I'm going to figure out a way to make this work. So, yeah. um, so I'm quite excited by it. Um, I'm also working on the fiber and cloth, uh, Iris zero waste shirt. It's not quite zero waste for me because it all depends on your measurements, but it's yeah. mostly rectangles and there was very little, uh, to dispose of. I've started it off as a dress and I, <sighs> I've got everything cut out. I've had everything cut out for weeks and I even cut out the interfacing and really all that's waiting is for me to uncover the iron and <laughs> iron in the interfacing because I even found the snaps I'm going to use because I'm not going to button it. It has a button front. I'm going to use snaps because I like snaps. And so I'm ready to do that. And I've also just cut out a sugar maple skirt by Pirates for Patterns. This is a pattern that's a very, very Patterns new release. Pirates. Yeah, that's true. It's not Pirates for Patterns. <laughs> no. Okay, cool. So Patterns for Pirates. I always, this is going to be my new dough and deer, isn't it? Yeah. Deer and dough. <laughs> dough and deer, deer and dough. Anyway, um, I've cut that out also from a fabric by Julia Cost, a jersey knit that I've had for a little while and couldn't figure out what to make. So the sugar maple skirt, if you don't remember from my last description, has a, um, a, a semicircle yoke. Um, and then you apply a circle skirt essentially to the bottom of the yoke and the yoke is mid thigh. So you start off there and the length of your skirt depends on how much additional flounce you add to the hem. Mm. And I'm thinking I'm going to do something at knee or just below knee <clears throat> with this. And it's, it's a, it's going to be gorgeous. It's very flowy. Um, and of course, as is often the case for patterns for pirates, it comes in, uh, sizes from, uh, child sizes through, um, larger than me, basically. You can you can go a, a pretty good gamut of, of sizes. And yeah, that's that that's what like I've really skirt. got going right now. Are you ready to talk about some new patterns since we're hinting around about it now? I am, but I should note that not everything I want to talk about is new necessarily. Well, do you want to right? talk about In, some patterns? Yeah. Patterns is a better way for me to approach it for what I've got. Okay. I wanted to talk a little bit about zero waste. Now, most of these are new-ish. One of them definitely isn't um, because that's a thing that had never even occurred to me existed until I got the Chris Woods envelope dress a year and a half or so ago. And then I'm like, oh, so that's a thing. Now, in conversations I've had with other sewists, there are people who are like, but is it even a pattern if you're just putting, putting rectangles together based on some pretty, your own measurements where the pattern may or may not adjust ease depending on your size, because if they're not defining the measurement for you, and Chris Woods doesn't, she, all of hers are calculated. If, if the calculation is half your bust plus five inches, well, that's the same for someone with a 32 inch chest or a 65 inch mm -hmm. chest. And five inches looks different on both of those, as we've talked about before. Yeah. And so I think I think that's a valid commentary on those those types of patterns, right? And because I'm a relatively experienced sewist, I definitely well, you know that even for ready ready to wear type patterns or ready to cut patterns, made patterns that people do, I'm always thinking about that ease number, and I'm always looking at how much ease they provide on the size the model's wearing, mm -hmm. because because it matters. It makes a difference. And if the model is a straight size sewist and it's providing five inches of ease and the one for me provides five inches of ease, I already know I'm going to have to do something differently. 
Yeah. Or I will not get the same look. I may get a successful pattern that will fit my body, but it won't be the look that was intended by the envelope as it were, the, the modeled photos, right? So I am always thinking about that, but I am intrigued by the idea of things that have less waste because while some patterns like the trillium for me on, on a 44 inch fabric or on a wider fabric, I have ways I cut them where I end up with very little waste. It's Mm -hmm. handfuls of waste instead of, you know, garbage cans full of waste, but there are patterns that I cut out that like what you experienced, it's just a skosh wrong for me to be able to fit it across the width of it. And I suddenly have almost half a width of fabric that is Mm -hmm. now being wasted because I don't have another way to use it. And with the linens, I've developed a new solution that I haven't yet pieced anything together, but I'm excited to get to do that. And I'm using some of those pieces for color blocking, but if it's... One of my Liberty of London lawns, what am I going to piece that with? There's there's like super limited choices in some cases, right? How am I going to use a, a third of a width of fabric that's 40 inches long on something else when it's a weird, weird print with fish and dogs on it? I mean, what, where am I going to? Well, I mean, you can do it with solids, know. right? I mean, you, you can. But it's, but you get into a more, to me, a more complicated place Mm -hmm. with solid colors of the same fabric. It's really easy. I don't, you know, I don't buy a lot of stuff that's like the lawn. Like if I have a rayon leftover, it's probably the only rayon I bought this year and there may be a thing and I could make maybe some bias binding or I can make maybe some um, piping and things like that. So I'm trying to think those ways, but it's, it gets, it's harder. Yeah. So the zero waste concept really interests me. I have concerns about just rectangles, which is what a lot are, not all, but a lot of zero waste patterns are largely rectangles because I'm not a rectangle. I'm not even kind of a rectangle. (laughs) And I am, if you're going to try and come up with a straight edged shape, I am more of a pyramid than I am a rectangle. And so it's, it gets a little bit complicated, but I'm fascinated by it. So So I keep going out and trying and wearing zero waste patterns. I'm not going to mention the ones that haven't worked for my body because I, I just don't feel like having that conversation about how, how designs do or don't work. But I have identified some that I really enjoy. First off, Chris Woods, in spite of the fact that there's not a scalable, um, scalable ease there, I have had a lot of good success with her patterns. Yeah. You always love the dresses you make from Chris Woods. I, I really do. And when I don't, it's my fault because I picked the wrong fabric or I did something like I tried a thing and it didn't work. Yeah. So when I don't like them, it's, it really is on me for the most part. Now with the envelope dress, the way that that one's built, um, there's no, there's no back neckline. There's no straight edge at your back neckline. Mm-hmm. And I don't like it. It's uncomfortable for me and everything except the lightest weight silk that I made it out of where it was adorable and wonderful. But when I made it out of any other fabric, that back of the neckline thing really bothered me. So I made my own adjustment there where I cut my front pieces a little bit narrower to leave me with four inches or so behind my neck where the front pieces weren't. So So I made it comfortable myself. But every other thing I've made, I've really loved. Her most recent one, the Daydream Dress Top, has a square neckline that is created um, really creatively. And I won't try to describe it because that's part of what you need to buy the pattern for. But the way that that square neckline is created is is really clever. I like it a lot. This is um, a square neckline with a um, about waist length waist. I like mine a little higher, but this one's about waist length waist. I think I'll like that. Yeah, like, and then a gathered on skirt or peplum if you want the top version. And then the sleeve is a full sleeve. Um, Like, visually, it is a full sleeve, but it's not gathered at the top. So there's not a lot of gathering going on in that. It's just a a big sleeve, a big rectangle Mm -hmm. sleeve. And it ends with a cuff that's gathered, which is something you usually like if it's got the gathering at the bottom, not the top. Mm -hmm. And it has a gargantuan bow on the cuff, but I'm here to tell you, it's not built into the cuff. That bow is serving no function. Okay. You could literally pin it on and take it off. Oh, good. And it would be the exact, it's just a long bow, a long tube that you tie into a bow and you put on and that's all there is to it, which for me is even better because it never occurred to me that I could make 
bows to put on sleeves and take <laughs> off if I didn't want them. And now I have a whole plan around having a snap or something. I else knew you I were going to say a on. snap. <laughs> I'm so excited by this idea. I put big ass bows on sagebrush sleeves. I mean, the yeah. mind blown is what I'm saying. So I really, really love this dress and I didn't give it enough talk or conversation when it came out because my first version of it, which many people have liked, I don't like the way I color blocked it, which I only did because I didn't have enough fabric. And in the I end, I wore it to work, I think yesterday. <clears throat> and I, I just don't, I don't like it. It's, I love the dress. I want another one of the dress. Have I you thought don't about dyeing like it? The color blocking. I haven't thought about what to do yet. And dyeing is one option for sure. I wondered if I shortened the skirt and made it a top like mm. took the skirt off, shortened the bodice because I want the bodice a little shorter and then put the skirt back on as a peplum. And I could probably even do the peplum all out of the color I liked. So I wouldn't have that color blocking mm -hmm. there anymore, whether that would make me happier. So I just, I haven't thought about it enough to yeah. come up with a decision, but I love the fabric. It's more of that Alice in glass yarn dyed stripes, which mm -hmm. I'm making my trillium out of just in a different colorway. And I loved the fabric, yeah. but when I picked what to color block with it, it was because I wasn't buying more fabric. It was what I had in my stash and it's, it looks good with it. It's a good coordinating color. Yeah. I don't like it. Yeah. And you know, well, so, so I'm glad to hear that the, that the bows are really optional and really easy to not have. Um, in my job, all I see is safety hazard looking at it and contamination hazard and quite frankly, a possibility of touching the toilet water with it when you're going to the bathroom, <laughs> like all of those things make me nervous. Um, but I think it is a beautiful and really, really cozy looking dress. Like, I don't know that I'm going to make it now because it really, to me, screams of like fall and winter. I can just see that with some, you know, tights and stuff. And it just, it, yeah. it looks like a warm, warm dress, I guess, because the sleeves are long. Well, and, and they're, they're three quarter length about, you know, just a little below elbow, but, but the other thing is in one of the edges that we're sharing, um, Chris herself is wearing the top in white. And yes. I have in my head, this idea, I've gotten really into the idea of crisp white linen tops to wear with everything. Like yeah. I want all the styles in crisp white linen. And that to me screams spring. And if you That's do it true. with the little peplum, I think it would be super cute. That's an example where I don't believe she has the bows on the sleeves. I don't think right? she does. And if you did it out of a white double gauze or a white lighter weight linen, or yeah. I mean, a white wall. And of course you can do any other color you want, but, yeah. but I have this picture in my head of just this crisp, you know, it would look good with a uh, broderie and glaze. It absolutely would. Yeah. Embroidered. Yeah. Yeah. That we were talking about recently. That would yeah. look really cute. Which I have like 10 yards of under my table. Um. <laughs> and you know what you could use? Oh, you know what that would look good with is um, with that kind of fabric for sleeves, you know? Yeah. Where you kind of kind of see through. I agree. I did that with one of my hope dresses where I used mm, uh, eyelet lace for the sleeves, which is, yeah. you know, similar. So and I... I love this one. I think it's yeah. a lot of fun. And I'm really sad that the version I made for myself, my first version, isn't what I wanted in my heart because I like the dress and I enjoyed the act of wearing it, mm -hmm. except when I would glance down and go, God, that's right. <laughs> I, I've got this mustard colored skirt, which is a fine color. I like the color, but I didn't like it color blocked in that way. So okay. Okay. yeah, what you going to do? Right. <laughs> Something. I'm going to do something. I just don't know what yet. <laughs> um, I'd also like to talk a little bit more about the fiber and cloth iris shirt. Okay. So one of the things I like about this one is when you look at the shirt, it's a, it's a boxy shirt with a tie around the neck and sleeves that can end either in a cuff that you have gathered into, or you can use shearing to create mm -hmm. a ruffled end of that sleeve. And they are long sleeved again. And it's, it makes every effort to be um, absolutely zero waste. And one of the ways that it does that is by letting you define 
whether or not you want a wide tie or a narrower tie, because that tie is going to be made out of that, that wastage part, that little bit Mm. that you might have left over. And so there are, there are some guidelines that talk about your body size and whether or not, you know, how you'd have to lay it out to get either version and things like that. But I thought that was interesting. And the, the booklet that comes with it, there are two booklets. One is um, planning and cutting out and the other is sewing. And I liked that. I liked the idea that it was really defined in that way. Mm -hmm. And the booklet on sewing also ends with, and here's how you would make a dress. Here's the adjustments you might want to do to make the dress, which I like because of course I'm probably going to do that when I make things like this. I'm making skirts right now. So I have some need for tops, Mm -hmm. but overall, yeah. Really a dress person. So, you know. The thing that I find fascinating about this pattern. So this is a typical, I guess, you know, the the line drawings of it remind me, there was a Seinfeld episode where he had to wear this puffy puffy shirt. shirt. Yeah. (laughs) And it kind of reminds me of that. But you would never look at this shirt and think it was a zero waste pattern. You know, it Mm -hmm. doesn't have that kind of, there's a, and I say this with the, because this is a, a style that I love, but like a lot of the Chris Wood sews patterns, they have a certain drape about them and a beautiful, like kind of, but very loosey. You look at it and you, you can see, oh yeah. yeah, that's be a zero waste pattern. But you look at this and you would never guess it. Right. And that's, I think in part because um, some of the fiber and cloth stuff, um, she's putting in a, a curved neckline or an otherwise dropped neckline. Mm-hmm. And most of Chris Wood, with the exception of the daydream dress, the neckline isn't being formed by cutting out pieces to make the neckline. Mm-hmm, it's mm-hmm. it's being formed in a different way. And in the case of the Irish shirt, you're cutting that curve and you're using that as part of your facing on the inside in order to use up the bit of waste that you do end up with. Because mm-hmm. it's not waste if you're able to use it. And there have been mm-hmm. other ones that I'm not talking about here because they did not work for my body in spite of being drafted in theory for my measurements. Um, that do that same thing or and use them as pockets or use them in mm-hmm. other ways so they can have that shape, yeah, but still be zero waste. And I, I think um, the designer at Fiber and Cloth is really thoughtful about how to do that it's and how to creative. create a garment. Yeah. And putting the cuffs on, um, which uh, Chris, of course, has also done with the daydream dress, doing a yeah. cuff helps to take it away from that boxier shape. That yeah. can be a, a really helpful thing. And fabric choice is going to be a big deal. If I were to make the Irish shirt out of the IL-19 linen, I think if I made it into a dress by adding a skirt to it, you'd see that same drape you're thinking of for Chris's yeah. stuff because it is still in the end a rectangle. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And so you're you're going to experience that unless you build in your own shaping somehow. Mm-hmm. And so... Um, but yeah, it, it reminded me of the puffy shirt, um, of the shirts my mom wore in the late seventies and early eighties to work. Um, mm-hmm, they mm-hmm. were all made out of chiffons of some sort or, you know, other weird fabric, like fabric that make the sleeves stand up more, mm-hmm. but they all had that necktie and the buttons. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So, um, I'd also like to talk about one that is is not necessarily uh, zero waste. This is more low waste and the waste is shapes you'll be able to use for other things. And that's the Sar Kirsten Morning Glory Top. This one, when I joined Instagram as a sewist, this had already made its way around the sewing world. I would find occasionally someone who's like, I made another one. But when you went and looked at the tag, you could see that when this was released, like everybody made it. And... I was it's intrigued a free one, it. isn't it? It's free. You sign up for yeah. the, the list. I was intrigued by it. So what it is, and you'll recognize all the elements that I've always loved. Mm-hmm. It is a grown on sleeve rectangle type top in the front. And the back is two giant triangles that you tie together. Now, if you have a directional pattern, you're definitely going to have more waste than if you have a non-directional pattern. Mm-hmm. Um, it, your body size is going to determine the amount of waste you might have. It's one that's done um, with measurements. My experience was the measurements did not help me make this dress. Making it to measurement the way it was described, I ended up with a very baggy garment that I did oh. not feel comfortable using. So I had to thoughtfully make decisions on how to make my next one. So I recommend if you are a plus size sewist that you give some thought to having your first one 
be made out of something that you would consider to be a true twall, um, not even a wearable twall, just something where you're like, yeah, I got that sheet we ripped the other day. I'll try that sort of a thing. It is a great pattern. It just mm-hmm. for my body, I had to make, I had to do a lot of things differently than the pattern described in order okay. to get a fit that wasn't, um, wasn't voluminous beyond what was intended by the designer based on the photos I had seen. Um, in addition to that handmade Mandy, who, um, I really enjoy her Instagram feed, um, created a dress version by ah. just making a, a simple, skirt with a gathered front and an elastic back and attaching it at the front, the front Mm -hmm. hem. And I thought that, that will make me wear this. Well, what, (laughs) what it effectively does though, is it leaves your back open and you just have like a knot sort of, I mean, it's kind of perfect for if you want to show a lot of back, but not show your bra straps. That's right. I was going to say, you don't, I think always like to show a lot of your back either, but it does cover your bra. That's My true. bra never shows in this garment. It is completely yeah. covered. <laughs> <laughs> um, but you wouldn't want to sit in it because it's got a giant knot in the middle of my back. That's true. Um, <laughs> that's true. I did not hear about that it. when I saw that. I'm like, how is that comfortable? But I, I've never noticed that there's even the knot back there. But I don't like right now while I'm sitting, I never have my back touching things with the exception of the car. And even there, I'm not convinced I'm pulled back into it. I think I, I just sit in a way where my back doesn't touch down. you know and I got a lot of back fat back there which could be padding as well but anyway it's so in the front it just looks like a rectangle grown on sleeves and in the back it's um it's two it's two triangles coming in and meeting at the center of your bra strap basically with flesh above and flesh below and the added skirt this this was so brilliant so as it if you don't add the skirt to it you can wear it forwards or backwards right I mostly wore it as a jacket tied in the front so oh. bra was covered either way. And I probably had a t-shirt on under it. You know, I was just wearing it that way, mm-hmm. but I almost never wore it because I don't have a lot of things that call for a jacket that in this case was the graphic on it would make it, it's a black and gray graphic, but with rainbow accents, it was just hard for me to wear. Mm-hmm. And when I saw uh, handmade Mandy's dress, I thought, oh shit, if I could make this a dress, I'd wear it all the time. Mm-hmm. And I did during the summer months. I'm now, I haven't worn it in a while, but it's going to go back into heavy rotation as soon as the weather is appropriate because I love it. I made a, um, an aisle 19 black linen skirt that I, um, gathered in the front to a waistband that I attached at the front. And then in the back, I folded it over and slapped elastic in there and channel did the, the zigzagging across Mm -hmm. the elastic four or five times. Yeah. Now it, when you do that, it makes the elastic a little bit wider and Mm -hmm. I should have had narrower elastic before I started. And so I find it sags a little in the back for me. Um, Mm. it's, it, it doesn't show underwear. It's not anything else, but it's not as firm as I'd like it to be. So on my next one, and I will be making more this summer, I'll, I'll be managing that back area differently. I may even, and please don't tell anyone this, I may even put an invisible zipper in and just gather it onto the waistband um, a la Upton skirt. Wow. So, because I love this dress, this is so gorgeous to me. Yeah. This is something I really, really enjoy. And so I'm excited to do it again. And I get some sleeve coverage, which I like because if I'm out in a sleeveless garment, that, that, that roll of fat between my arm and my boob gets sunburned. <laughs> so, <laughs> even if you put sunscreen on that, it's going to come off because it's just sitting there rolling on stuff. Mm-hmm. So, so I like to have a sleeve there, but your back is easy to keep sunscreen. So I'm so excited by this one. Morning That's Glory Top by Sarah Kirsten, which probably many of our listeners have heard of and or made because it was so popular at a pro- point in time. But I recommend going back and looking at it um, from the perspective of a dress. That's awesome. And then the last two that I want to talk about aren't actually released in pattern form. So it's sort of a cheat and I'll try and keep it small. But the so-so, we've talked about this one a little bit before. Um, the picture I've chosen to put in the show notes shows the version of it that I could imagine you deciding you wanted to wear someday if you were feeling daring. You never would, but still. <laughs> um, it's 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 literally, it's just a box, dra- a box shirt. It's anybody's box shirt. But the way that it's been assembled, you can either tie it at the neck and at the waist to close the back. Or you can tie it at the neck and take the waist and instead of tying it center back, 
you can pull the two halves around and tie tie in the front. Mm -hmm. And so you get a little bit more coverage, kind of a little flirty backspace. And um, it's super cute. And in addition to tying it at all these places where I've said tie, which can be hard for me in the back, um, I'm old, I'm fat, I sometimes have arthritis. It's it can be rough. You could also use snaps or buttons or buckles or other things to create a different look. Mm -hmm. Pattern hasn't been released yet, may never be released. But the last time I saw the so-so post on it, they were anticipating a May release. Oh, awesome. So I'll be buying that instantly. That's cool. Um, Because I love it. And and this is one of those where I, I would make the argument, I could probably figure out how to do this by myself. But I also feel that the designer has put the effort into developing this idea that I'd never thought of. Mm-hmm. And so paying for that pattern, even if I end up having to do some development on my own because of my body size versus, I mean, it'll be expansive. The so-so has always been expansive in sizing. I have no doubt it will be intended mm-hmm. to fit my body. But even if I have to fiddle with it a bit, I, I feel like I'm paying for um, the heavy lifting that got me to the point of going, oh shit, I could do that. That would be fun. Yeah. <laughs> Um, and then my final one is just a self-drafted pleated skirt, which was um, literally could have been zero waste. Now, the way that it could have been zero waste is if I had exactly purchased the length of fabric that I needed, because in this case, I mm. made this um, by cutting the fabric um, cross grain and pleating it and bias binding the waistband instead of even cutting on a waistband. Wow. Right. I, I didn't sew on a waistband. I pleated and then I sewed down about two inches on each of the pleats okay. to make the waistband. And then I yeah. added bias tape on top of it, which I left long so I could tie it because I put an e- exposed separating zipper down the front. Nice. So and then- so tying it was in lieu of putting on a hook. Yeah. Right. Or something else. It's like, I'll just keep the tie going. That'll be super fun. And then in this case, because I this happened to be a super wide fabric, I ended up with a strip of it that I was left with, but it was a good size strip and it's canvas. So I've actually made bags out of it. But if you have the right width fabric or you choose a different way of cutting it, you could make it as low waist as you would like it to be. And so Um, these, um, this pleating, so you pleated all along is so am I to think then that the whole way around the waistband, there's three yep. levels, three layers of a fabric. Yes. So then yeah. that's plenty for a waistband, right? It's a like, very firm waistband for yeah. sure. Um, and it's cute because it's not a real waistband. It looks kind of cute. And I did my pleating using that method where you take a dining room fork mm-hmm, mm-hmm. and I made box pleats with it. So it was like, put the fork in flip it over itself, slide it out, put a pin, put the fork and flip it the opposite way, slide it out, put a pin. And there are YouTube videos on this. um, But I'll be honest, I never go back and look at them. Every single time I pick up my fork and I'm like, is this how you do it? And I just play with inserting the fabric between two of the prongs at either end of the fork and turning the fork the other direction to Mm -hmm. see, is that the, is that what I mean? Is that the way I want to build that pleat? And if you use a serving fork, you get deeper pleats. Then if you use, and you know, so by doing it, um, on the, I guess, yeah, it was cross grain, but yeah, you're doing and it. And that was just because grain. of the stripes. But like also if you do it on the cross grain in general and you want to skirt the, the width of the fabric, mm-hmm. then, you know, you really can make that. It's sort of like when people just do a simple gathered skirt like that, right? But this is absolutely a bit more fancy looking. And for yeah. me, this is one that opens up possibilities on some of the narrower fabrics that I like. Mm-hmm. Because if I can, if I can do it just by buying the length and being able to go the narrow direction for the length of the skirt, it works really beautifully. Yes. Yeah. I think this you know is I mean? a great way to to make low waist and have it again not look mm-hmm. like a low waist pattern. No, it looks. I mean, to me, it looked super styled. I thought it was a really, really cute cute skirt. I wore that one to work this week too, actually. Um, really nice. Yeah. Very Cause nice. I, I mean, I like it. It's, it's bold. It's a very bold skirt. Um, because I did it in a black and white stripe that goes sideways. And of course, sideways stripes are one of my favorite things because it accentuates the width of my body instead of trying yeah. to hide it. So I really enjoyed it. So yeah, I've been exploring 
low and zero waste patterns lately. That's been kind of a place where I'm feeling a lot of fun. I think part of that is all the conversations around sustainability and and things like that. And there are places where I'm not going to be a good participant mm-hmm. in sustainability efforts and there are places where I could be. And so I'm fascinated by, by some of that right now and enjoying the exploration. Yeah, that's really cool. Okay. So we are here to also talk about people's PFTNT entries and boy, there was some really nice ones out there. I was really impressed. Yeah. I, I'd like to make the note that because we're recording this a little bit early, that that there are there are so many more amazing makes that we haven't even had a chance to see in part because you haven't made them yet when we're recording (laughs) just be aware that we are starting a little bit early but there were so many good entries I think starting on day one yeah yeah so we're only halfway through the month and there were so many um great entries I'm going to start by talking about um this uh an entry from mad rabbit society and what they have uh, made is an old favorite. It's a pattern that I don't know about, and uh, I don't know if it's suitable for all our, um, you know, for all sizes. But um, they have made this many, many times, and they posted a bunch of them, and they all look so different. They've used the, um, they've made, they've kind of used it as a pattern block by um, using a. Uh, uh, making their adjustment to the chest area and um, they have made different, different big collars on some of them. They've um, they were inspired by old TNTs and they've changed it around. So I thought it was really nice that they have this sort of favorite pattern that they've built on like, and used sort of as a block. And I think that's a, that's a really good way to use a TNT. That really is. And I think the extreme variety in yeah. in the styles is really exciting to see um, because it's possible to do a TNT like my trilliums where they all essentially look the same. They don't look exactly the same, but they're super duper similar mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. because I haven't taken advantage of the opportunity to do a lot of outside the box thinking with it. Mm-hmm. So I love that. I, I agree. That's really neat. And the first one I wanted to call out is um, doing kind of the same thing. Sarafornia has fitted the trillium dress to herself in such a way that she considers it a block. And that's how she built some of her new garments now that she's starting to draft a lot of things for herself. And in this case, they've used the TNT trillium to start drafting a completely different shaped garment that's going to have like cups built into it and a different neckline and possibly grown on sleeves and some other things about it. And they posted, in addition to the post that I'm highlighting, which is sort of the look at what I'm trying to do post, mm-hmm. <laughs> they've also started to post some more of the process photos as you get to the the final version of this first toile. And um, I'm, I'm really enjoying watching that happen. And I love watching it happen off of a block I'm familiar with because it gives me hope. One of the things that I hope we'll be talking about sometime soon is my efforts to make myself um, a dress form in my size and start learning to drape. Yeah. Wow. I know. And I put that out in the universe as a thing I want to do. And I've already um, had a conversation with Karamia where they've offered to sort of guide me along once I have my dress form in terms of just first tentative steps into that idea. Beatrix. So, sorry. Have you talked to the Beatrice people? They do. Oh, oh, you need to know about this. And actually, if you if you want to hear some people talk about using it, um, the Sewing for the Weekend podcast, both the daughter and the mother have Beatrice dress forms and they are you put on a like a suit. You get these measure exactly measured to your body. And I think there's some kind of like suit or something that you put on. I can't remember. They are expensive. They are, um, I think about $1,500, but they are exactly, yep, to that's your exactly me- how much they are. <laughs> okay. And they, but they are exactly measured to your body. So, um, it's something to consider. It's a big investment for sure. But I think like if someone is going to get a dress form to get one that is exactly to your body would be worth it. I am starting with a 
uh, dress form where I input my measurements for a bunch of different measurements and um, bootstrap and bootstrap has sent me the PDF pattern to cut out and sew together my dress form based on the body measurements I gave um, high chest, chest, low chest, mm-hmm. hip, low hip, um, you know, what type of stomach do I have and all these other things. And I'm going to try sewing that together and building a dress form that way. And then using the instructions from Brooks and camper on modding a dress form to exactly mirror your body to do any additional adjustments that might be needed, because then I'm able to start because 1500 is more than I'd want to spend to learn if I want to drape. Yeah. It is not more than I'd want to spend if I'm definitely going to be draping. So there's a, there's a span there. Right. Right. Um, And I'd have a clothing sale. So if I decide I like draping guys, there'll be a lot of stuff coming up for sale. (laughs) Um, But, but for this spending $30 on a pattern and I already have um, some exciting upholstery style fabric that I can use to sew it together. Okay. And then um, get it stuffed and do all those things. So I like it. I've bookmarked the Beatrice. That's great. Yeah. But I'm going to start a little bit more low tech in the hopes that I'm able to get there. And I just just as a little note here from what I've heard from their web from their thing is in addition to your dress form, you get a half size version of your dress form for you to drape on to begin with so that you get the so you can build yourself a pattern on a small um, version which is, which is adorable. Also, if you have any grandkids that like dolls, (laughs) (laughs) I can give them a fat grandma doll. Yeah. (laughs) would be so fun. (laughs) Well, you make the clothes for it, right? So anyway, I love it. But yeah, I know that's a little bit of a tangent, but I think it's part of what those first two that we shared. Yeah. That's, that's literally the kind of thing that would be helpful there. So I'm very excited. Who's your second one? So my second one is so.suzy, I think, S-U-S-E. And in this case, um, she's made a new, she's got a new TNT. And so that was different from the other one. And uh, that is the Hexam dress from Muna and Broad. And I just like the idea also of in having an old TNT and then, you know, make, you know, make new friends, but keep the old kind of thing. <laughs> um, I, I love it. It's the Hexam is one that I haven't bought and tried yet. <clears throat> I've liked the versions that I've seen. I like the little bit of a cocooning to it. And I haven't been successful in finding a cocoon pattern that I feel could be a tried and true. So this may mm. inspire me to to hop out and give it a go. It looks particularly gorgeous um, in this lovely red. And I, I do love cherry. the hashtag architects wear black. Um. <laughs> <laughs> well, she said I wore this red to the office and did not get fired. So, uh-huh. <laughs> <laughs> Which I love because there are definitely professions. Hairdressers wear black. I mean, there, there are professions that are stereotyped in how they dress. Right. Yes. So, um, so I think that's pretty funny too. Um, my next one is Creadera Create, C-R-I-A-D-E-R-A dot Creates. And this one just caught my eye less because of the pattern, which is the Style Arc Hope, which is um, definitely on my list of tried and trues. I've yes. made quite a few of them and I've adapted them even into dusters and jackets. Heck, I made a bomber style jacket out of one. So I love that concept. But the fabric used here oh really my God, is what gorgeous. caught my eye. It's it was gorgeous. so bold and... And the maxi length of it is wonderful. Everything here just really pulled together. Um, The toenail polish. Anyway, everything really (laughs) pulled together here. And also, I I have to say, she always looks so beautiful in her photos. You know, um, she always is like got her hair done nice and everything. This is such a good look. It's so beautiful. It's. It, it's so like vacation and, and summertime. I love it. I, I agree. I thought it was, it was a really good look, a bold look. And um, yeah, definitely always looks pulled together. It's um, probably why I need to keep my hair shaved. So I don't have to worry about <laughs> whether I brushed it. Cause that was always my challenge for photos. Did I brush my hair today? <laughs> <laughs> okay. Anyway, so the next one I want to talk about is actually, I want to talk about this Instagram account. This is the Instagram is Bumble Bunched. And 
I recommend their feed and it's linked here in the show notes. And um, I'm just going to read you what they have on their, um, their <laughs> profile. It says, I'm Vicky, a, a sewist with a devil may care attitude to pressing seams, which goes <laughs> after your own heart. Mm-hmm. And she says, follow for plus size sewing pattern reviews and DIY wedding tips. And um <laughs> It's nice to see uh, another account where they talk about sewing plus size patterns. The The pattern that she made here is to sew over a pussy bow blouse and she made it with a short sleeve hack. But um, I think that it's a nice account that a lot of our listeners might be interested in following. Yeah, I, that's a new one to me as well. And um, I, I, I do like it. I do like being real upfront about uh <clears throat> the devil may care attitude towards uh, scene pressing. Um, I think that's awesome. Definitely after my own heart. Um, the blouse also looks great. So over at London is one where I bought a few patterns, but I don't believe I've made any of them yet. Oh, really? And that's no commentary on so over at London. It's really just that there are so many patterns out in the universe. Yeah. And you know, I think I'm they may work things. for you better than they worked for me because they are draped for smaller shoulders. Yeah. So in my side, I always like, if I do it based on like yeah, the upper chest or whatever measurement, it's always too small. And like, right. I had to give them to my mom because they were too small in the shoulder. It's like tight in the shoulders for me. Right. But I think, you know, for you, it would probably be much better because for you, I think your shoulders yeah. are small compared to your chest measurement. So they are, they are. I definitely, that's a, that's a place where I, I have not ended up being broader than expected. So, (laughs) um, well, I mean, that's the problem, right? Because patterns make assumptions about what they expect your body to be like. And the beauty is you can learn to adjust to make things work for your body, but they Mm -hmm. make assumptions. And in most of them, I am bigger than they expect. (laughs) (laughs) My shoulders are one winning location. My wrists are also smaller than they anticipate for my (laughs) body size. Um, Anyway, super chaos is the next one I like to call out. This is the Billy dress. And what struck me and would strike anyone who sees the photograph is the uh, the bright yellow contrast pocket linings on this Triton dress. And I love, uh, I love a little flash of, of color, especially on this, which is a, looks like um, a gray, black, uh, white jacquard sort of sweater, you know, sweater yeah. knit with uh, black cuffs. But having that little shock of yellow is, is just tantalizing. It is, yeah. is such an exciting color. And it's really clear just um, looking at the fit of this on Super Chaos 6's uh body here that this this is tried and true for a reason yeah it fits very well they've determined how to make this be a dress that um that is a good fit for them and i i really appreciate that i also of course like to see um the dresses that have been expanded in sizing by tilly and the buttons appear on our feed Um, it's it's nice to see where where that's that those dresses particularly get some love yeah so we are looking forward to many more PFTNT patterns being entered. We're only about halfway through the month right now. So that's <laughs> exciting. Um, but the time this goes out, when you're hearing this, you still have uh, another day to submit things uh, for PFTNT. And we're excited yeah, to see what you come up with. Yeah, this month our sponsors are Helen's Closet and LB Textiles for um, a code each for a pattern. And the Plotted Pattern Company, um, the official sponsor of all my sewing, um, <laughs> is doing a printing pattern and instructions. I, I still am so in love with um, so in love with the printing that they Have do for me. Have you gotten their um, instructions printed? I have had their instructions printed once with the binding on them. That's the version I had done. I do want to go back and do the version they have where they sew um, or stitch down the middle and it's folded. I want to try that one as well. And of course, Seams Fabric, uh, who's celebrating their anniversary here in April, has provided a $50 gift card for one lucky winner in the month of April. Um, And so so just remember to tag your items. I know. So tag your patterns as PFTNT for an opportunity to win. Um, and uh, yeah, good luck with that. 
because we're enjoying seeing them. So you're a winner just for posting, but right. the prizes right. will only go to four people. Yeah. <laughs> but I am really excited about seeing all these things. And it does inspire me to go check out those patterns because if other folks love them so much, maybe I will too. Um, yeah. Now, I also want to remind people to go to uh, the go to the website and look for the clue for next month. Uh, Jenny, you can go there too and get the clue and see. It'll be really important. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. So, and also if you like this show and you want to ensure that we keep making it, please go to our Patreon and support us. You can go to patreon.com slash punk frockers, and you can choose from three different levels of patron. Absolutely. And the, the highest level, the friends with gifts still has five opportunities for people to join and receive the gift that we're sending out to our first 20 friends with gifts patrons. Those should already have arrived in mailboxes for everyone who's provided an address. If you are a friend with gift and you think, wait a minute, I didn't get something. Maybe go and check your messages on Patreon. I would love to send you your gift. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. Well, I think this has been a really good episode and we will See See you next next Tuesday. The Punk Frockers is created, produced, and edited by Beverly Baptiste and Jenny Hassler. On Instagram, you can find the podcast at Punk Frockers. You can find Jenny at J.O. Hassler and Beverly at Weeds to Wildflowers. Our artwork and music is created and performed by Jim Duran. You can find him on Instagram and his website at jimduran.art.